0: Hello, friends. This is Jeff Johnson. Welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that seeks to acquire the faith that made Jesus marvel. We just thank you for tuning in. This is only our second episode, but already have gotten such great feedback from our first epi- episode entitled "Why Centurion Faith." And just to give you, in case you didn't get a chance to listen to that first one, which I recommend you go back and. And listen to, but just to give you a quick synopsis of the podcast, there's there's only one place in the Bible where it says that Jesus marveled at someone's faith, and it was the faith of the centurion, and uh, to hear more on that and, and, and what the centurion said and, and uh, the words that he gave Jesus that made Jesus absolutely marvel at his faith, um, you can go back and listen to that podcast, and certainly you can find it. Uh, and let God reveal it to you even deeper in Matthew 8, 8 or in uh, Luke 7, 7. Those are two markers where you can go find that scripture and maybe follow along with the podcast. And I, I believe it'll bless you. Um, anyway, I just thank you again for tuning in. We're, we're going to jump right in today um, and uh, look at a message that, um, that I've entitled, Moving from Faith in Jesus. To the faith of jesus again moving from faith in jesus to the faith of jesus and we clearly see in the new testament that there's a profound difference in the lives of the disciples of jesus christ before the cross before jesus and his finished work on the cross and after we clearly see that prior to going to the cross, shedding his blood for the forgiveness of sins, descending to the depths, being raised to the heights of heaven, going into the to the Holy of Holies and doing all the things that Christ did during that three-day period, or what we call the finished work of Christ, there's a profound difference um, in the way the disciples lived their lives before the cross and after the cross. And for us... We can really focus on the post-cross because we never did see Jesus in the flesh. Even the apostle Paul who wrote over half of the New Testament never saw Jesus in the flesh and yet he had such a revelation of the Spirit of Christ and all of his writings are about the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of, of, of all of us who met Christ post the cross or after the cross. So if you look at, just to give you an example, we see that obviously when uh, Jesus was, um, was apprehended in the garden, he was betrayed by Judas um, and, and was taken and led to, to, um, to his slaughter by big government and big religion. We see that the disciples all fled when, when the chips were down and uh, he was betrayed in the garden. We see that they were fearful and afraid. Which is a fulfillment uh, in the Old Testament that said when the sheep when the shepherd was struck, the sheep would scatter and that's exactly what happened. But what a difference we see after the resurrection of Christ and when Christ came back, he visited um, roughly 500 believers. He only visited believers in that 40 day period in his his resurrected form, but he had not yet ascended to the Father and therefore, Could not yet send the Holy Spirit. He did breathe the Holy Spirit on the disciples uh, when he came to visit them in John chapter 20. But it wasn't until he went up and was seated at the right hand of the Father that he was able to send us, or to send them, and of course us today, the Holy Spirit. And what a difference that makes. I think most of us live our lives of faith today knowing that we're forgiven. And knowing what it says in First John one seven, it says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. It cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And most of us know that when we receive Christ as our our Lord and Savior, that we're forgiven of our of all of our sins, and our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and we're going to heaven. I'll see you there. Uh, it's it's uh, a beautiful thing to know that to know that we're forgiven. But I would. I would say most Christians today, most believers, don't receive the second part of the gift of salvation, and that is the free gift of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Even in the book of Acts, in the second chapter, after the Holy Spirit was given to believers on the day of Pentecost, as Jesus said it would be, in Acts 2.38, when people see the power of, of the holy spirit w- moving on the disciples and and are aware of that presence that's 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 on them um they ask they ask peter what you know what must we do what do we got to do to kind of get what you guys have and peter says this in acts 238 he says repent and be baptized in the name of the lord jesus christ for the remission of your sins and and receive the gift the gift of the holy spirit so i would dare say most of us today walking uh, or trying to walk in faith have received the forgiveness of sins but so rarely focus on the fact that we have the indwelling life of christ in us through the holy spirit jesus himself even said in in um john 14 um and I'm going to read this, John fourteen twelve. Listen to this. This is just awesome for a believer today. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, Keep my commandments and I will pray to the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, who the world cannot receive because it sees him not and it knows him not. But you know him for he dwells with you and he shall be in you what a beautiful thing and he says again there in verse 18 i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you he says it twice and the father is glorified in the son today when the son is glorified in us as believers i like to say it this way as a believer of jesus christ you have the holy spirit living in you for your benefit for your edification For him to lead and guide you and teach you in the way you should go and remind you of all the words that Jesus did say and is saying. But we also have the the Holy Spirit on us for the edification and for the blessings of those who don't know the Lord. So they can be touched just like the people were at the day of Pentecost. And they can ask, how can I receive this indwelling life of Christ? Even Jesus himself foretold this in John 7.37 where he said at the great day of the feast, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scriptures has said, out of his belly shall flow living water. But this he spake of the spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Spirit could not come until Jesus was glorified and seated at the right hand of the Father. When he completed his work, he was then able to send us the Holy Spirit. He clearly foretells this to the disciples in John sixteen nine, when he says to them, it is better for you that I go away. For if I, if I don't go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart I will send him to you and when he is come he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment of sin because they talking about non-believers don't believe on me of righteousness because i go to the father and you talking to believers see me no more and of judgment because the prince of this world is judged certainly the holy spirit reveals that that the devil was defeated at the cross And again, this is in John, I said 9, but it's actually John 16, 7 through 11 that you can find that beautiful passage of scripture. It's amazing today to know that the Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of us. He already resides in us who believe. And for those of us who don't believe, the Holy Spirit is on believers. The presence of the Holy Spirit is on believers for the edification so you can learn from them and You can hear a message like this and faith will arise in you so you would look towards jesus and have faith in jesus and when you receive him you get the faith of jesus which comes by way of the holy spirit isn't that a beautiful thing i'm gonna wrap up today's message by sharing this passage with you in galatians and you can find this in 216 through 220 But it says that we should know this, that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we who have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. It goes on to say in Galatians 2.20, certainly my favorite scripture in the Bible. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer me living. It's Christ living in me. In this life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Certainly when the Holy Spirit came, we were given the faith of Jesus. Peter calls this the like precious faith. Romans, two, uh, Romans uh, chapter 12 says right at the beginning that, Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ is given the measure of faith. I believe for us, the Holy Spirit is given to us in seed form. And what we do with that seed of the Holy Spirit is up to us. Even Jesus himself said, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And it would be. I think Jesus is talking about the God kind of faith, the faith that comes by the Spirit. I believe each and every one of us has been given that seed, the the incorruptible seed, it says in 1 Peter of God's word. And that's in 1 Peter, I believe, 1 verse 23. It says that we've been given the incorruptible seed of the word of God. What we do with that seed is up to us. Will we nurture that seed and will we wash it in the water of God's word and let God germinate that seed so it grows up in us? And like Jesus said, out of our belly flows the living water of the Holy Spirit. I believe this is where God's taking us in these last days. We see evil rising up in the last two and a half years since the start of COVID. We see every creepy crawly, as my Aunt Denise says, every creepy, crawly spirit coming out from every rock and every crag. And we see evil rising up like never before and exposing itself. But we who walk in the light of Christ are, are part of what's exposing this darkness. But we know that the greater one, it says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I believe we're entering a time now where will the, the believers will rise up, where the bride of Christ is being awakened and people will see in the same way they've seen such darkness covering the, the entire earth over the last two and a half years. That now the, the the brightness and the glory of the light of Jesus Christ is being shown in his believers, in his faithful ones. And we're to go out and preach this message to all the world that others may come into the faith and come to know Jesus Christ in the same way that we are coming to know him and walk in him. So I'm going to close this message today by reminding you that the greater one lives in you as a believer. And if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, asking him to come into your life is very simple. There is no special prayer in the Bible. Um, we've heard the sinner's prayer mentioned, not something that's in scripture. The Bible clearly says in Romans ten thirteen that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. So today, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, I would encourage you to call on the name of the Lord and receive him as as both Lord and Savior. And I thank you for listening to this second episode of Centurion Faith. I hope this day is a blessed day for you. I hope that the Lord bless you and that he keeps you and that he makes his face shine upon you, that he lifts up his countenance to you. He is gracious unto you. Thank you once again for listening, and please share this episode if you've liked it, if you've been blessed by it. Please feel free to share it with friends or post it on social media, and um, as it's been given unto you, please give unto others. So I just thank you for this, and um, we'll see you next time on Centurion Faith.